afternoon or good evening and welcome to the everybody loves bliss show podcast whatever you want to call it i am bliss and this is our this is our third show is that correct al morgan Yes, it is. Al Morgan is my producer. He's in with me today. And today I'm enjoying a cup of coffee way too late in the evening. Amen. Yes, with my good friend and a very interesting fellow. Um, you want to introduce yourself or would you like me to do it? Go for it. Go for I'm it. I'm curious to hear what you're going to say. So I, I'm you, just going to say, it. you know what? I, you, you are the pageant daddy. Do you know I like to call you the pageant daddy. I'm pageant daddy. I'm in the, I'm in the city. <laughs> I'm in the studio with Kevin Mohorn, pageant daddy, pageant guru, um, you know, the the man to go to if one wants to be in a pageant. And you're going to explain to us what that's all about. And how's your coffee, by the way? Our coffee is exceptional. Yeah, it um, is. Like my favorite gift ever was a Keurig. So, um, yeah, I was pretty excited to see a little Keurig and and all the variety in the studio. And all the variety. Exactly. All the the flavors you can't afford to purchase at home. (laughs) We do it right here in the studio. I know, right? Okay. Well, Kevin, tell us about, okay, I I introduced you as the pageant guru, pageant dad. And I called you pageant daddy because you have all of these women who refer to you as their father. But you don't have any biological children, I do not. You do not. Okay. I I have pageant daughters and a godson. Pageant daughters and a, and a lot of pageant daughters. I know, right? It's kind of cool. So if they were your biological, you would have been a busy yeah, man. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Papa would have been a rolling stone. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, tell us about what you do because you you are you. What you do is you. I, I'm going to try to explain it, and I'm going to do it wrong, and I'm going to let you correct okay. me. Because what you I I call you the Jay Alexander of pageants. That's you're right. not teaching the girls how to walk, but you're that important. Like the walk is important for you. those of you who don't know who Jay Alexander is. Like my producers looking at me like who the hell is jay alexander jay alexander is the what you didn't know don't look like you knew right Right. from the tyra banks show okay he's the he's the one that teaches the girls how to walk therefore making them a real model you're not a real model if you can't walk and you're not a real pageant girl until you have gotten groomed groomed by kevin mohorn so kevin tell us about what you do tell us about what you do and how you started well i was i will actually say that I'm probably more like and I don't remember the character's name, but I'm probably more like the the Michael character Michael Kane character in um Miss Congeniality than Jay Alexander. But um I've what never I do seen that film. is you haven't? I, I I've seen it in bits and oh pieces. My gosh, you gotta I watch know it. I'm it's probably crazy. the only person on the planet. But um basically what I do, I'm currently my current pageant official affiliation is with uh, the Miss DC USA, Miss DC Teen USA organization. It is a preliminary to Miss USA, Miss Teen USA. Miss USA is a preliminary to Miss Universe um, for years. And this is where I have most of my quote unquote pageant daughters. I was the director of official preliminaries to Miss America. I directed a preliminary to Miss Maryland for mm, about seven or eight years. And then I took a break. Um, because there was too much work travel, because pageantry is not my real job. Um, So there was too much work travel for like a year. So I took a break, and then I resurfaced as a director of uh, Preliminary to Miss Virginia, which I did for two years. So that's pretty much where the pageant daughters come from. Okay. And you had how many pageant? And you you work with them as a part of the organization. You're not able, are you still able to work with the girls separately like you did before? Well, is that a conflict of interest? Basically, the, the story in terms of being a Miss America organization local director, I directed Miss Prince George's County um, here in Maryland. I directed Miss mm-hmm. Alexandria in Virginia. And generally, when you're a local director, you are responsible for grooming the young woman who wins your local pageant mm-hmm. for the next level. 
So, for example, you know, the Miss America organization is the largest source of scholarship for women in the entire world. Is it really? And so as a local director, you know, you did some fundraising, you raised scholarship money, uh, you award scholarship to your winner, um, and then just do everything else that you need to to help her prepare. Miss America organization has a talent competition, so, you know, you're often working with the young woman in terms of helping her, like, with resources to develop her talent, um, also, you know, finding gowns and all that good stuff. Okay. Um, so... That's generally generally the process. I will say though, for me, kind of where I find what I find most fascinating about it is that uh, I think that the interview process, uh, first of all, I think that it drives the whole experience. So I really? think I think the interview piece is really what I think is most valuable about um, what I think is most valuable about the whole journey, um, because I think that there are not very many instances where you can get. Uh, the same kind of interview training, um, you know, for years and years when you're, you know, for the whole time that you're competing. And um, so interview is really kind of what interests me the most, quite frankly. Well, what's interesting about that is that I, I think some of us, I won't say most of us, perceive um, pageant girls as not necessarily being smart. I don't okay. think many of us walk away from watching a pageant and go, oh, I remember that brilliant answer <laughs> that that pageant girl gave to, you know, how do we solve world hunger? I think well. it's very much the opposite, which is, and that's why I find it interesting that you said the interview part is very important because, you know, we tend to think it's all about the looks. Right. It really is. What does she look like? Does she look good in bathing well, suit? Well, that, that's a big part, but it I seems will- like it's the only part, But really. see, I will tell you that when you get to that point where- we have seen some notable um, instances where a young woman has crashed and burned mm -hmm. um, in a pageant Q&A. Um, that young woman, in order to have gotten to that Q&A, had to be, had to place in the top five at that particular pageant. Um, and in order to place in top five, she had to have a pretty darn good interview. And the interview, the interview at Miss America um, is 10 minutes long. Okay. At Miss USA, it's like six minutes long. So generally speaking, this young woman has been smart enough she has demonstrated enough intellectual capacity to get through a six or ten minute press conference style interview in order to get as far as where she gets on tv and then you know when you're on tv i mean a lot of folks kind of crash and burn on tv don't they i, I, don't, <laughs> I, I, I mean, don't necessarily think so no uh, i mean it, it it just seems consistent with what and i and let me just admit i don't necessarily always watch pageants i'm not a Okay. necessarily a pageant fan i'm not i don't have anything against against pageants but i'm not like oh pageants is on i'm gonna stop and whatever i'm doing to make sure i'm watching so i'm not that person <laughs> I gotcha. but i i don't um know that you, the talent either i don't think that we necessarily or most people i should say um walk away from watching those shows and think oh that was such a oh my god she was such a great singer i mean it's it's okay so even if okay. you tell me they they've gone through a panel interview of 10 to or 6 minutes i'm thinking well what is the standard so and that might be my own prejudice i hear you you know it is but about i um, will tell you though from working with these young women they're all pretty smart okay um, and i mean i think that i think for example if if you look at the Miss America organization, just as the I think I think it takes a pretty smart woman to look up scholarship and see that the Miss America organization is the largest provider of scholarship for women in the world and decide, oh wait a minute, I've got a performing talent. I can 
wear a swimsuit. I can walk across the stage in any event gown. I think I might need to do that in order to get some scholarship money. I think that takes a pretty smart woman. Okay. I'll, I'll say savvy to a certain savvy. I don't know about we'll, smart, We'll Kevin. take savvy. I mean, I'll we'll, take, we'll go I'll with say, savvy. You know, savvy is a form of smart, so we'll take you know, that. I'll, we'll it's take savvy. That. Okay. But what about the um, the folks that may say to you that pageants do more harm in terms of women's self-esteem in, in the big picture? Um, because it is so looks-based. Um, you know, you, you've got to look to be a certain size. And, and I, I know we, we know a lot of them do a lot of augmentation to compete i mean and that's part of the real world women do it anyway yeah i was gonna say there women do augmentation anyway and i will say that in in the context of pageantry the percentage of women who do augmentation in pageants is really no broader than the percentage of women who do that kind of augmentation period really so the pageants are not filled with a bunch of women who have breast implants and 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 uh, you know, lip injections and all the other kind of stuff. There, There is just really no more of that in pageantry than there is in broader society. Really? So, I promise okay. you. Okay. I promise you. Okay. Um, and I will also say that, you know, I think that we're kind of delusional if we don't think that looks matter. Um, oh, they certainly do. And I mean, it's, it's like, uh, you know, even for men, I think that looks matter. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's just... It's really kind of a microcosm of society. I mean, the the whole pageant thing is really, and granted, it's a pretty extreme metaphor, but, you know, pageantry reflects real life. I mean, you know. I I would tend to disagree with that. Only because, look, the average woman in the United States is like a size 14. The Mm -hmm. average pageant girl is a size 6. So that's not reflecting real life. Um, We have not seen... um, in terms of the kind of look, the look is always kind of the same. Um, the styling is very much the same with these pageant girls. Well, yeah, I mean, um, I will know, say though even that if they're of color, they've sort of um, they've they've done things to assimilate to look um, or to be palatable to the European ideal well, as much as they can. Well, I will just say this: there are there are a number of types of pageants. I think that. In the United States, we are familiar with really two, Miss America, Miss USA, right. because those are the two at this point in history that have national TV contracts. Um, but there are, there are pageants where there is no swimsuit competition at all. There are pageants where the young women demonstrate their fitness by wearing fitness wear, the same kind of clothes that they would wear to the gym. Um, but we don't see those. Well, they're, not, they're not in the but media. But again, they're not, they're not on television currently, right. but they exist. Okay. There are pageants where the fitness competition, and these are for like teens. For example, Miss America's Outstanding Teen Program has a fitness competition where, you know, the girls are doing kind of like a little gymnastics routine and that sort of stuff. So, I mean, okay. fitness is not always a swimsuit. And, I mean, again, to that, to that whole swimsuit piece, I think that if you look historically – if you look at like ancient Greek um, art, there are women in swimsuits depicted in ancient Greece. So the admiring the female form in a swimsuit. They're, they're nude in ancient Greece. And, and, and well, that art. I mean, you know, there, there are also some. There are also <laughs> some who are depicted in swimsuits. Yeah, so I mean, well. I will say that historically, um, women have basically aspired to have the level of fitness that they would look good in a swimsuit. And again, it dates back to ancient Greece. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's sort of a, you know, a history that we can't escape. 
And I just think that or I, I won't say I just think I, I just wonder, I should say, if pageants promote this um, unrealistic ideal of female beauty or this idea that um, you need to look a certain way to be acceptable well, it, or it, to be perceived. I think you get perceived to be smarter than you really are. Well, see, in, in addition yeah. to in addition to like the whole swimsuit thing, and I will just share uh -huh. um when you, in addition to the things that I have done in terms of developmental opportunities for young women with respect to badness, I'm also a judge frequently. Okay. And one of the things that happens when you're judging for both Miss America, Miss USA, and any number of other pageant organizations, judges are generally oriented to understand that um, beauty is subjective um, and that in terms of the whole physicality piece, that physically fit does not mean the same thing for all Body types does not mean the same thing for all ethnicities. We have and not so seen a plus size. Well, yeah, um, I haven't seen a plus size contestant in either one of those pageants. And when I say plus size, I'm saying bigger than a size 10, which okay. is not even realistically plus size. But if we're talking about the fashion and the pageant industry, we'll go with that well, size 10. I've not seen that. Right, And I will say um, that you didn't really see brown women in pageants before 1970. Be so, in, so there are Miss America. Is that correct? There well, was yeah. actually language that prevented anyone right. who was non-white yeah, from being. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, it, ta diversity. it takes a while for diversity to be respected and acknowledged in pageantry again just as it does in broader society um you know we, brown women in pageants were starting to emerge at the same time that brown people were starting to emerge okay. in american corporate society so it you know again it's pretty much a microcosm of society i mean when when you're looking at this pageant the same things that are happening in the context of the history of of those organizations are really happening at pretty much the same time in broader society. Which brings up um, the uh, latest or the newest, I think she's Miss, uh, is she Miss USA? Help me out here. Um, the, she's not Native American, she's actually East Indian. Oh, um, you, is mean, that, you mean Nina, da Nina Davaluri, who's right. Miss is America. Right, Miss America. 2014. Yes. You talk about the microcosm of the larger society. We mm. were, obviously, there were a lot of folks in the United States who were not ready to have in it because of well, all of the, the negative and, backlash. And, and and 30 years ago, there were not a whole lot of folks who were ready for Vanessa Williams to be the first African-American uh, Miss America. And just two years ago, there were a whole bunch of people who weren't ready for um, our first black president to be reelected either. That's so, true. So, I mean... So, it's okay. It's, again, it's no, it's no more tragic the cultural insensitivity is no more tragic in cultural pageantry. Cultural insensitivity. Are we? Than, is that that's your is. that's your soft word for racism? No, but I, I don't think that I think I think that's you were correct about that. Yeah. So um, just seeing her there and seeing the kind of comments she's an Arab, you know, people bringing up terrorism and the whole deal um, with her, I, it does speak to what's going on in, in the society. Um, but you know, it's funny because um, you bring up two interesting points. We're talking about diversity in general. You brought mm -hmm. up Vanessa Williams. Do you think? that if Vanessa Williams were to compete today that the same reaction to her photographs would happen today that happened 30 years ago would we have seen the same I actually I actually think that in 
today's society with respect to social media, mm-hmm. um, Vanessa Williams would probably have not gotten past Miss Greater Syracuse, which okay. was her local her local title on the way to New York, <laughs> Miss New York, I before agree. the photographs came out. I agree. Um, I agree. She would have been done. Yeah, she, she would have she would have been cooked and done before yeah. before that happened. So. As we all talking about diversity, there are two things that also um, continue to stick out. I said two things before. This is actually going to make three. That's all good. Um, I'm, I'm here. You know, I know for, you As are. long as you need me. I so love that. Good. You were not <laughs> particularly happy when it was 2010 when um, Rush Limbaugh was announced as the judge for the Miss America pageant. And, yeah, no. In fact, so if we Google you... <clears throat> We I know, and I'm, and I'm kind of scared of you Googling me, but it's okay. Well, you know, I'm, I'm somebody's going to Google you I'm, once I'm, they hear you, they want to know. But you, you had some comments about, um, first of all, you, you were not happy because there was the announcement of the one judge. Yeah, that was just a stunt, which was kind of like. And you it, called them it, out on it. It was just really kind of clearly a rating start. I love that about confusing. you, though, that oh, you, yeah. you actually were still a yeah. part of the community I, and you did right. call I them out. I called them out on it, and I heard from the national office about it, too. Oh, so. well, tell us about what you... No, I mean, I just, I mean, I just got, you know, it was, it was um, mentioned at the time um, to the director of the state where I was um, a local director. Okay. Um, so, you know, basically just making them aware, I guess, that they had a rebel in the house. I don't know. But, but um, so, yeah, were you, so did they, you know, would no, they, I mean, it was just it was just they really, tap your hands. It, it was, they yeah, tap your hands. No, they didn't really tap my hand. It was really just a kind of like, oh, the, the Miss America organization saw um, the comments that you made. Of, <laughs> OK, great. Um, hopefully they learned something. Um, so I don't know. So your concern was that. Uh, Rush well, was, as you say, culturally insensitive. Yeah. And it was not. Um, and I mean, I, I will say this. I mean, um, yes, my concern was that he was culturally insensitive um, and that he's just bombastic. And um, I just felt that it was a rating stunt. And with all that said, you know, an African-American young woman, Caressa Cameron, ended up being crowned Miss America that year. Right. And, you know, he, he apparently fell so in love with her that he had her on his show. So, um, I, you know, all's well that ends well, but, yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. we had, and he was actually, actually um, pretty good to her. So I've heard oh, yeah. Yeah. he, he so did yeah. a good job. But that yeah. means nothing. You know, in the long run, that means nothing. Yeah. You know, you can say, what is this culturally insensitive? You don't like the word racism. What is it? No, I don't really. Um, but there is racism. So, I mean, why not call it what it is? I guess I don't, I don't question there is racism. I question whether or not I am always informed enough to determine that someone is a racist. You're a black man in America. And, and that's great. Um, and proud of it. Um, but I still just do not necessarily know that I have the psychological training or that I have access to all of the information about. Do we need psychological training with <laughs> our history in this country to well, recognize racism? What kind of training do you need outside of racism? Lord, uh, Lord, excuse Lord. me, outside of slavery well, to understand race. It, and, and, and if DNA has memory, which I truly believe. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Then what? I just, I just think that personally. Um, <laughs> racist is not something that you're ever going to hear me call someone. And a large part of it is because I think that a lot of people, and if we go back to Nina Davalori, Miss America, okay. 2014, for example, if we go back to her and the, and the whole people thinking that they're an Arab, um, it would be easy to call those folks racist. But 
they didn't even know what race she was. Um, so for me, do you think it really mattered to them? It doesn't necessarily matter, but I'm just I'm in terms of in terms of why I use culturally insensitive and why I am personally more comfortable using that term okay. is because obviously they didn't know what race she was. Um, that basically that the the hate that was evident was sprang about the from way the she fact looked. that she looked like she might have been an Arab, but these people hadn't really peeled back the onion enough to figure out what she actually was. And personally, I think that in order to be racist, you actually need to know the race against which you're prejudiced. Really? And if you are thinking that this young woman is an Arab and lashing out at her as an Arab, or you know, because she, you know of your perception that she's an Arab, um, again, you don't know what race she is. And and the cultural insensitivity is led you is what led you to making a decision that she must be an Arab. Um, so again, that's pretty much why I'm always. I'm not saying I'm not saying my definition is right, um, but it's right for me uh, okay. because it's just kind of I'm just not really comfortable. I, um, I don't understand with that. the whole racist. I, I get it. I mean, I, I, don't, I hear because, you. Because, I, because a number really, of other even if they had known she was. Um, East Indian. If, if she had been um, African American, she was she was not white. Right. That that's all that mattered. And right. and and you know again. And I know that people are going to be listening to the show who are uh, white who are going to say, well, other people can be racist. I think other people can be prejudiced, but racism is very specific. Right. Well, um, and <laughs> and see the other thing for me that is also about power. The other the other reason that I look at cultural insensitivity is kind of my own right term. Is because if you think about the president, I think that our, you know, President Barack Obama. I think that our president, I'm familiar, who is by no, but I'm I'm just clarifying the president that I was talking about. I'm sorry, but our president is biracial, which means that he is as black as he is white, um, and so he looks like he looks like a black man. But technically speaking, if you if you're talking genetically, he is as black as he is white. He is as white as he is black, and. I think that there is certainly some cultural insensitivity that is probably contributing to the level of or the lack of cooperation that he's getting on a number of levels and even the lack of regard that he gets. Like, for he, example, the whole thing now about, um, you know, his not being at the White House and kind of being on a fundraising tour um, in light of everything that's going on in the world. I just don't know that I think that he would be subject to that scrutiny if he, well, we were, if we were talking about someone else george george but george w bush was no george w bush was here there and everywhere during the iraq war and i just don't i don't think that there's any i don't think that there's you know any anything different about what our president is doing now but there you know, isn't it's still just different is, scrutiny he is black but but again i just don't is that racism or is it just culturally It's racism. Uh, there are people, let me ask you this. I, I mean, you, you do agree that there are people who specifically did not vote for Barack, excuse me, President Obama, because I, I don't want to get me, too let comfortable. Me, let me find right. out you call him by his first right. name. Right, that's right. If That's right. I, I, I need to uh, give him the same respect <laughs> right. I would give him. But he, I, I may have called Bill Clinton Bill, Probably. you know. Okay. Um, Okay, so going back to um, President Obama, mm. I mean, we, we are very aware that there are people who did not vote for President Obama simply be because he was, however you want to see it, half mm -hmm. black, black, 
he right. just wasn't white. Right. So that is that's racism. He didn't look the way they wanted him to look. Okay. So you know, I I just I, and I I, I hear and again, you. With I have your, with I have your, your preference. I have not, total right. I have total respect for everyone who is comfortable. That's, using so using that label, it is just not something that I it am comfortable with. And you so know that may make me but, that but may that, like void my black card or it might, I don't know. It but, might. But, it um, might. It I really, see an expiration date it, happening. Right, <laughs> no, find, oh, I, I just hope it doesn't expire before I leave the planet. But um, but I mean because I, mean, I, I, I if we don't acknowledge, see, I think that if we don't acknowledge things as they are in their real truth then we can't really change them i think that because anyone can be culturally insensitive Mm -hmm. um but i don't know that anyone can be racist depending on how you define racism Mm -hmm. um that's one of the things and 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 see when you say when you just qualify depending upon how you define racism i think that to me is also part of the whole part of the whole challenge again that I have with respect to calling someone a racist. I think that I just think that it's just, but if someone presents to you saying, I hate certain people because of their color, culture, culturally insensitive is not understanding. Um, it's, it's Pharrell not understanding, um, <laughs> that you should not wear the headdress, the, um, right, right, head. right, and, and, exactly. and let me just say in that instance, I would have been culturally insensitive because right. I did not know it was offensive to native. And, and you're familiar with what I'm talking about. I am familiar. With, and, and, and for those who are listening, um, uh, Pharrell, uh, wore a native American headdress on, was it the cover of GQ or Esquire? I can't remember, but it was definitely magazine it was a magazine cover and the native community native american community was up in arms because the headdress was uh, this particular headdress i don't know Mm. if it was that particular headdress or the headdress in general is considered sacred now back in the 70s i remember and i'm not trying to call anyone out when i was a little girl being fascinated watching shaka khan Mm. where the right. headdress. Shaka Khan did it. Cher did it. Cher did it. Um, and I don't remember there so being yeah. any backlash um, right. about that. But then again, we also are hearing Native, the Native American but, community being more verbal about right. the Redskins and wanting them to change the name. Exactly. That's a whole other subject. And but yeah. it, that's that's cultural insensitivity. But see, I think that I think that um, I think that for everyone who would say that, you know, who would agree that that was culturally insensitive. There's another population of people who would have interpreted that behavior as racist, quite frankly, because there are people who would have been considering him to marginalize the significance of Native American customs, traditions, and those sorts of things. And that's kind of where the whole slippery slope of racism just kind of makes me, or labeling people racist makes me uncomfortable. Well, yeah. Because I don't, I don't I genuinely believe... I took my lead believe, from the Native American yeah. community. And I, and I hear you, and I, I, yeah. I would too, but I'm just saying, I would also say too that I think that, again, as we look at history, um, we have thankfully become a lot more culturally sensitive simply because of the fact that just as the Native American population is speaking up, um, you know, Asian Americans have, you know, made made it well known that they should be referred to as Asian Americans and not Orientals. Exactly. Um, and those kinds of things. So, I mean, you know, a lot of the behaviors that we had, um, a lot of the language that we had with respect to culture um, when I was growing up is now radically different. 
And so, but it you know, takes again, acknowledging. It does. You, it takes you really acknowledging, have to acknowledge it. and call things and out. Because I, I now here's a term that I like to use, which you may think is the same thing: accidental racist. Um, which and is see, I, and see. If I'm going with the two-word term, I'm just going to stick with cultural incident. Okay. Accidental racism is just kind of like... Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah, we, no. You know what? And I'm not going to beat this up too much, but, no, but I mean, we'll I, agree I think, to disagree because I, I think a yeah. racist is a racist. Sometimes right. you got to right. call it what it is, right. and I I think we want to sugarcoat. But you know, I'm I'm right. a fan of. Um, and I know I'm in the minority on that too, so I mean, I'm I'm okay with it. I'm, okay. I'm, well, I am I am okay. Well, as long um, as you know that. Yeah, and uh, and I'm okay, okay advocating, especially amongst the African American right. community. I right. I know you yeah. know. Yeah, and I'm I'm okay advocating what I feel is right. Okay. Whether it's popular or not. Um, now, do you so, think it's right, or you just think it's it's a, right for it's me? It's a Kevin Mohorn thing. It's, yeah, it's, okay. it's right for Kevin. Okay. It's okay. right for Kevin. Well, I'll I, accept that. Yeah, you know, I, I would just. I don't not, know if I, I like just, it, but I'll accept per, it. Yeah, I would just not personally <laughs> feel comfortable. Yeah. Okay. So, but, but you know, it's okay. all good. It's but all good. I still love you. So Absolutely. Anyway, likewise. So, likewise. So, it's all good. You know, and speaking of di- let's go back to the diversity and the pageants. Now, as you may be aware, I did the the I had the conversation with Autumn Weiss, who is a transgender actress. Um, and I and I know that the pageants have not always been so open because we talked about plus size and in terms of racial diversity. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that the pageants haven't always been open and are just some of them are just opening. And it was Miss Universe that mm-hmm. um, uh, Jenna Talakova mm-hmm. she sued. Um, did she sue or she was there a full on lawsuit? I believe there was. Okay. Um, there, I, I, there, there it, was a legal, the there band. was a legal complaint of some point. Right, uh, we'll call it a legal complaint because um, what it allowed her to compete in the same year that she that, right, filed the that, complaint. That she, so. that she was actually like okay. initially rejected from competition, and Jenna Talakova just you know to flesh out the whole story uh, competed for Miss the you Canadian know. preliminary to Miss Universe. Right, um, didn't win though. She did not win, mm-hmm. um, but you know she did kind of score a victory for the transgender community in terms of... Because the ban was lifted. Right, exactly. In terms of having the Miss Universe organization, you know, decide that, you know, there really is not necessarily a reason that, you know, transgender individuals would not be able to compete for, you know, those transgender individuals who are identifying themselves as female would not be able to compete for Miss Universe. Now, that so. hasn't happened with Miss America yet. Is that correct? Well, no, it hasn't happened with Miss America, and chances are it probably won't. Um, again, I'm not, I'm not really an official, like, I don't have an official Miss America role any longer. Okay. Um, so my... Let's keep my, it diplomatic. My quote-unquote <laughs> official relationship is now with the Miss Universe organization preliminary. Okay. But... Um, what I do know from my involvement with the organization is that part of the contract states that delegates must be born female. Um, a large part of that, I'm sure, uh, originates from Miss America's foundation as a scholarship organization because I do know that the, the folks at Miss America feel that there are enough scholarship opportunities in the world for men and okay. they are interested in rewarding scholarships to those people who have who have been born female okay because they generally feel that females are at a disadvantage in terms of scholarship opportunity now is there Uh, scholarship opportunity with miss universe or no there is Um, there is there is um miss 
Miss USA 2004, Shandy Fennessy, is a graduate of Lindenwood University in St. Charles, Missouri. And is that a, one of your girls? Well, not one of my girls. Okay. Because, you know, love okay. Shandy. No, you know, okay. Have, have I'm just saying, her, it's but, just um, one, of the, one of the ones is, that you grew um, a graduate of Lindenwood University. And Lindenwood actually now offers scholarships to that university um, for the state delegates who compete in both Miss Teen USA preliminaries and Miss um, Miss USA preliminaries. Um, okay. so, so you're the, comfortable with the, the lift so yeah. of the band? Uh, I'm comfortable okay. with it. I mean, I think that, I mean, again, as, as a representative of the Miss Universe organization, I would be um, at odds with the organization if I said I wasn't. Com- I'm, pers- I'm personally comfortable with it. I agree with it. Does it require, um, and I have to be really, does it require that the person who identifies or who competes, do they need to be transsexual or is transgender? Um, how does, how, because that, that was a big question when it came um, to my conversation with so does yeah. it does that person have to fully be um trans I do I do not believe either. that to be the case so I do I do identify not I do not know I do not know the exact line man I feel like a woman wording, and it's but, that's but yeah um so it's kind of that I do believe that it does not necessarily mean that the individual needs to be a transsexual really um, I, I believe that to be the case do you think I that mean, in some ways could open the pageant up to all kinds of um uh, complications, perhaps. I, d- in the I, I don't. I don't necessarily. I mean, okay. I think that. I mean, I. I definitely think that. Um, and I'm just asking. The no, question, I mean, yeah. I definitely think that. There are enough um, venues where men who have, or or folks who identify themselves as male men, okay. um, they have got enough. There are enough opportunities for men in this society. That, I, I would um, agree. Yeah, that they're not necessarily. I don't think they're. I'm not, I just don't worry about there being um, complications a, because a of the complication band. with okay. respect to a bunch of men trying to jump on the trying machi- to jump in on the Miss Universe stage. I just with a wig on trying to be. I just don't okay. see that happening. Largely, then largely because you know, just no. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, I, just I, no. I, and I mean, I mean, it's, and it's, I mean, at the at the I, risk of taking, you know, at the risk of seeming. Culturally insensitive. Oh, I mean, here we I mean, go. But I mean, seriously, there <laughs> there are things like, and I, what I what I kind of have in mind is RuPaul's Drag Race exists for the man oh, who yeah. wants to jump on the stage and put on a wig. I'm gonna leave that alone. So I mean, okay. I'm serious. I mean, again, I'm just you I know, you. I'm just saying. Well, where are the? Why are there no? You know, speaking of pageants and all of this pageantry and this um, access to scholarship, and I know you, you said that there were a lot of scholarships already in place for for men, but there are other scholarships for women out there so we know that that that's yeah. not the big deal of these pageants why are there i mean we don't seem to put men in that same kind of um uh category where we, you we mean put, men post them up to pageants and have them competing in in their speedos well, and giving us these um pseudo intellectual answers to well the, fa- <laughs> the fascinating the fascinating thing is there really are pageants for men are there uh, absolutely um and I will say though that they are the pageants for men, like on the same level of a there maybe are. not the there's, same, there's like a, a Miss Universe and a, a Mister America. Well, is the, there a Miss the America? World organization, which okay. you know is based in London, which was founded in like 1951. Okay, Miss World has for a number of years had a Mister World competition. Really? Um, there is a, a pageant for men called like Manhunt International, which you know that couldn't sound more that couldn't sound more. Um, 
like focused on somebody's Looks appearance. And, and, uh, yeah, like, right, like exactly. can so, you light a but, fire with two sticks or something? But what I will just yeah. say though is that um, those pageants are more popular in other countries. Okay. Where I think there are more um, progressive thoughts about what what it means to be a masculine or what it means to be a man. I think that. Um, not to say anything about the. the Are we not progressive in that way? Well, in I, don't, I, I honestly don't think so. I think I okay. do. I do not think that Americans are progressive enough that they would really tolerate, or not. I won't say tolerate. I that think they would that they word. would embrace a a pageant full of men and that's so sexist, doing this. Isn't it? I, I think it's sexist okay. as well, but I'm just saying. Or culturally insensitive. I just, I, just th- I just think that the United States is probably not as progressive, which is why we don't really see pageants for men here. I and mean, it's such they, a patriarchal they, they, society. They exist. Um, you yeah. know, it's not that they don't exist, but I just don't think that they are ever going to be as popular here as they are in other countries, where, again, I just think that um, ideals of masculinity versus femininity are... Blur, there, there are more blurred lines with respect to what makes someone masculine versus feminine, kind of. Thing. In other countries, here mm-hmm. we yeah. the polarity he, right, still here, very exactly. much exists. Here, okay. it's just very, very polarized. And again, as yeah. I said, patriarchy. Yeah. Okay, um, you know what? Um, you are good with coining phrases. <laughs> coining, yes, you are. And I, I happen to check your Facebook. Because, you know, we, we find out a lot about a person on their I'm, Facebook. I'm being Googled. I'm being Facebook You talked. are being, you know, I, I mean, I could have just drawn from one of our conversations, but I would not want to do that. I'm just teasing. Soundbite Christian. Okay. Uh, so I guess I have to define that one like culturally and sensitive, Um, right? This one I'm going to, well, yeah, I could read the, fra- the um, comment. I'll go for it. Okay. It says, I never cease to be fascinated, parentheses, and disappointed by, quote, soundbite Christians, unquote, who can't seem to wait to get home from church and exert uh, exert a message intended to uplift. I need my glasses on. Uplift as a part of their passive aggressive cyberbullying campaigns. Right. Well, okay. Isn't that negative energy counterproductive to going to worship in the first place, you say? Question mark. Fix it, Jesus. Okay. Okay. I didn't need my glasses on. Okay. So I think I made it through that a little bit. So, Soundbar what is Christian, that about? Well, Soundbar Christian is actually kind of my term. Um, as who are you talking about? As um, you said, who am I talking about? Yeah, who are you talking about? Well, generally yeah. speaking, that term basically applies to the person whom I perceive to. Um, go to a worship service mm-hmm. and only come away, come away with the sound bites, meaning the popular scriptural texts, um, and otherwise just really not necessarily grasping the nuances of the message, just coming away with, oh, pastor said such and such, but not necessarily being able to really apply the broader message in the context of To their themselves life. or to life exactly. in general. To, or to, Either life, way. Or to okay. their just humanity. Don't we see um, that anyway on social well, media? People absolutely. pulling quotes like and, Rumi and Hafiz. Right. Like but, you understand it. They, but, it's like, really, yeah. really, but it's really, really <laughs> just annoying when, to me anyway, when people are doing it with respect to what they just heard in church. Okay. And you've, you've, come, you've come back. You couldn't wait to get home and type something and kind of like spin what you heard in church that was supposed to be positively charged. 
um, to kind of like belittle somebody. I just think that's silly. Can you give us a quote? Give us give us a, a bit of it. Can you remember anything off the top of your head? No, I mean no. A, a quote know. meaning like one just of the texts that was used. The, yeah, that you. Yeah, may I, have I can't seen. even remember. Because I, I know something sparked. That. I can't that even remember what sparked that, but I okay. will say that the that the person who um, to whom that comment was or by whom that comment was inspired. Um, I bet was, you they didn't get it. They didn't understand. Well, not only did they not get it, but they actually liked the thing. It was just like, <laughs> oh my gosh, you're even you're even a soundbite Facebook um, participant. But um, that person was really just kind of in the midst of a campaign to really just belittle a friend of mine. I okay. just didn't. It just was not classy, not classy at all. So, okay. So yeah. Oh, I like that. I like the uh, fact that you you. Uh, have a, you have a comment and an opinion about everything? Do you, I yeah, right. you do. You do. That's so fine. not just your. I, thank you for telling us all about your pageant stuff. But let me ask you this: um, If you, if the pageant deal is volunteer, oh yeah, you absolutely. volunteer with that. Okay, um, you could get paid for that, but you're you're just. I could. Person. I mean, it, there but you know you, there there are people who are coaches. There okay. are people who do who provide other types of services. You know, I mean, it's still kind of mostly coaching, but, you know, there are people who do interview coaching and all that kind of stuff. Um, I think possibly because uh, my my pageant origin was with the Miss America organization where it's like all voluntary. Okay. I just never really got into the whole charging people to do anything. It just it just always felt more like a personal development kind of journey for me. Okay. personal development mission to me then. and you've got a good track record in yeah. terms of your girls doing really well yeah, they do I, I think they do and you know you you have you've got it like i a, mean they've been successful in the context of the pageant and i think like more, a 90 percent wow, have placed I, I, I guess but more important place, than that, yeah you're being you're being modest i like 90 percent of your girls have placed more important than way. that though um, they're placing in life, so I'm 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 really really. Either proud way, of that. but you so, know the folks listening, so yeah. the, the pageant girl who's oh, maybe yeah, needing, yeah. who who got excited right. hearing you talk about pageants and wants to get in touch with you, and we're going to give you information. Okay, we'll, okay. We'll I do. just want to, I we'll just do. want folks to know you have yeah. like a ninety percent placement with your girls. So yeah, we can make that work. Yeah, we can make that work. So, but this this is part of your passion. Mm-hmm. It is okay. It is. You you've got another passion because you're you're also known as the. Um, you're like a grandma Nazi. Oh my gosh! So that, I know, isn't that insane? Yeah, you're a grandma. So yeah. what is the what is the other passion? Well, I'm I'm, all, I'm I'm also passionate about writing. So okay. I'm I am in the process of writing a novel. I'm in the process of editing the novel. It's uh, almost or rewriting the novel. Are so. you, and we're gonna bring you back to talk about it when it's here. Well, but yeah, it's, can you it's talk us a little done. bit about it? Hmm? Just tell just a little well, bit about me, it. I will tell you that the the story sprang from kind of like the strangest place. Um, I took a writing class after my father passed away. And, uh, and this was 2006. Okay. And um, at the time, um, I have an adult sister. Well, both of my sisters are adults now. But at the time, I have a sister who was born like six years after me. And then I had a sister who was at the time when my father passed away only 10 years old. Oh. And so wow. my, da- my dad was, my father and I became very close in his last five years on the planet, as mm-hmm. did he and my adult sister. Um, so it was really great that when my dad passed away, we finally became friends. Um, uh-huh. But um, this was just before he passed, right? Like just the before, before he okay. passed away. But my adult sister, my sister Stephanie, had a, a pretty big problem with the fact that she felt that our little sister Angelique got a much better father than she had, which and, she probably did. And so 
um, kind of where this whole writing class took place, one of the things that I mentioned when I was in the Mrs. Writing class was just sort of the journey that my sister was having after my father passed away. And so the writing instructor had me do a story, tell a story, write a story um, about the experience as though I were the same gender as my sister. Okay. And so, you know, I pretty much flipped my gender and um, pretty much told that story. And it really did help me get probably why she was having. Did you feel the same way? I didn't necessarily feel the same way. I think, I think um, I had kind of checked out of feeling like I quote unquote needed my father to be a father much earlier in my life than she did. And so, you know, again, I was grateful that we got to be friends like within the last five years of his life, but I was past the point of needing a father. So anyway, just to kind of like go back to the whole story about the the novel. Was it always a, so it always felt like a friend relationship. It never felt like father, son. And you, you begin. You were accepting of that. There, there were times when he tried it, but yeah, it was. But you, but you couldn't accept. No, you couldn't it was just kind of like at that point. Yeah, I mean, it was just kind of like you know the ship had already sailed for that. Okay. Um, but anyway, back to the whole story thing. Um, had me kind of write this as sort of you know an exercise to get into like understanding why my sister was having such a challenging time with it, and I okay. think it was it was effective. Anyway, got great reviews on the story. You know from other people in the class and okay. you know my instructor was like you really you really need to turn this into a novel which i was like okay i'm so, looking forward to this so story. yeah it's kind of cool because you know the the cool thing about sort of reversing my gender is you know we're talking about african-american fiction and generally you know african-american women consume a whole lot of african-american fiction yes, so we, it really couldn't have been more perfect in terms of tailoring my book for the population who's probably going to respond most I can't wait to read so. that story when, so yeah it's going to be fun when when do we I mean I, I don't want to push you because I uh, know how that works the publishing yeah, world just, where it, we just, have one date I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm believe just, me I have that with the film so I'm going to just, I'm just say pray um, <laughs> pray, so, pray for me pray so for really, the process okay yeah just pray we're looking for okay we're, we're looking for because I knew that that was your passion I wanted yeah, to get to you being um, that is the passion that you you write so you have two choices here you can only pick one Uh-oh. here we go with this these things scare me don't get scared okay don't get scared um you have alice walker or tony morrison you can only pick one. Oh, that's easy okay alice walker was that easy it's easy wow yeah e- explain help me well they both they're both like this whole like magical realism kind of thing um Alice Walker, to me, does a much more accessible job. Toni Morrison's book, sometimes I'm just like, I don't get it. Um, okay. So, I, like, you know. And I'm glad you said that. And most people don't so, want to admit they don't no, get it. And, and, and they they really, got to reread it and, and they, they still really don't, don't get it. It's just, and, and that's actually been my issue. I'm kind of like, okay, why am I trying to reread this book Because you want to get it. Because um, you feel like you should get well, it. More accurately, why am I trying to read these two pages again? Right. Um, <laughs> just like, no. So, but Alice Walker, um, and again, I don't, I don't know the name of the book, but where I felt she did it effectively was there was a book that she did after The Color Purple um, where there were characters who'd been in The Color Purple in the book. She even went back that. to like ancient times and even told a story in the present. 
and I, I kind of enjoyed how she she blended all of that together. Shame um, on me for not knowing the I name don't, of the I don't, book. Shame either. on me for not knowing either because I did actually enjoy the book. But um, yeah, Toni Morrison, not so much. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you know, um, right. yeah, there are folks who are going to be hearing this who I are know, not. Right? I mean, really. I know. I'm going to be excoriated, I'm sure. You know, between so. that and the. <laughs> You know, what is the, what? not accidental racist. You're, Cultural insensitivity. Oh, yeah. yeah. The card you, is the You're going to get message about <laughs> accidental racism. <laughs> <laughs> that, I'll let you handle That's those That's okay. Emails. I can handle it. <laughs> well, you know, if we're talking about books, you're on an island for a year. I I'm always ask people this who, who like to read. You're mm-hmm. on an island for a year. Wow. Secluded. Okay. For a whole year. Mm-hmm. You get five books. Five books. And I'm going to even give you five CDs or albums. I, I don't know if oh you God. still play albums, CDs. You get five. And you can't take volumes. Don't even try it. You're no, not getting volumes of stuff. But you can only take five. Which five, book, which five books first are you taking with you? Um, first of all, I'm going to take mine so I can finish it. Uh, okay. <laughs> secondarily. Um, well, that's not. We're not. We're going to let you have that because okay. you're going to work yeah. on that. Yeah, that's exactly. a process so, yeah. that you're working on. So that's going to help you keep sane because yeah. you um, don't have the soccer ball like Tom Hanks did. So you need the other five books. Honestly, I would say the color purple would be one. Okay. Largely because I really loved the whole device in the color purple. Um, you know, in terms of the whole letters and and all that good stuff. Okay. Um. The third book would actually be no, no, no. What this is two. Your book. We're not counting your book oh, yet. Oh come on! You get to work. No, okay. that's a, that's a, that's well, that's your that's gonna okay. be your therapy. That's gonna keep you sane. Like I said, you don't get Wilson. You don't get right. Wilson. Um, the Bible, and I know that to a lot of folks that will probably sound like a cop out. I was like, are you running for? What are you? But what office are you um, running for? Next, I particularly love the writing in Song of Solomon. Okay, many people do. I have and to say it's beautiful. So writing. the Bible that that would just yeah, it's that deliciously would, yeah, alive. That was, it the is. Song of Solomon is just glorious. Okay. Um. So how many is that so far? You've got two because you've got the color purple. And okay. The Bible. Crazy Rich Asians. Um, I'm not familiar. Oh Tell. my gosh, I can't remember the author's name. Uh, we are messing up with people. It is. I know. Work. I, I'm clearly not giving my detail orientation ministry a whole lot of Mm-mm. cred, but. Um, Crazy Rich Asians is about Crazy Rich Asians. It's about. Is it a novel? Is it's it a, a novel, okay. and it's about uh, an American girl and her fiance, um, and them going back to Asia to meet to, for him to introduce her to his family. Okay. And they're crazy rich. Okay. And the book is hilarious. That's three. Um, that's three. Oh my gosh, this is this is rough. Um, this is rough. What? This is oh, your passion. Um, the other two would actually be by the guy who is my favorite author, um, a guy it, named Eric Jerome Dickey. Really? I, I, for, I, why did I think you were going to take a Gladwell book with you? No, we're not the, doing that. Oh, we're not doing. Uh, oops. I, I don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't really do Psycho Bible too well. I, th- I, I don't know. I pegged you for like no, an outliers. Yeah, no, mm, yeah. I mean, I, I read it. I think it's great, but just what? I, I, I think because. I aspire to write fiction, or I am writing fiction. Okay. I find fiction like more entertaining, and I just find the whole craft of fiction to be more compelling than nonfiction. Nonfiction Eric is. I, I'm a little really? bit of a news junkie, so it's like non- nonfiction just. 
I've seen most of that stuff on the news, so it just isn't that compelling to me. Eric Jerome Dickey has a book called Friends and Lovers and a book called Cheaters. Those are like my two favorite Eric Jerome Dickey books. Can they, I admit I've never read any crack, Eric Jerome they Dickey? They crack me up. They, you should read them both. He, I've never. He's, I haven't. He's, he's, he's pretty cool. He's pretty I'm, good. I'm going to take your word for it. So, okay. Yeah, so you have five CDs, five albums. Five CDs. Or albums. Whatever, many, whatever you're, them, you can many, take, whatever you're playing How many of them can be sh- by Chardin? Oh, it doesn't matter. Um, don't don't try the volume thing. The I best. Know. No, stuff. I won't do the volume thing. Um, one of them would be the soundtrack to Purple Rain. Absolutely. Okay. Um, one of them would be the Boss by Diana Ross. Oh Lord. Okay. Um, I mean, not Oh Lord in a bad way, but that you went back for that. That's probably Ashford and Simpson, some of their best work. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, that's, um, that's and a that's classic. and that would be the written. No one gets the prize. I love I this song. That's, that's like you know what that, that reminds me insane. of being a little kid in yeah. New Jersey. Anyway, that's that's, 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 whole, that's the whole. That's the whole thing. Okay. Um, how many albums was that? You've got two. I'm I've gonna got, need you to keep count here. Um, I got it. <laughs> Sade's last album, largely because her song Soldier of Love is like my favorite song ever. Really? Um, okay. Kem's uh, first album. Okay. Love, love Al- his voice. Our love producer's his voice. nodding his head. He's, he finally. Oh my gosh. Yeah, love you that. Were finally connected on that one. Okay. okay. That's what's up. Way to go, Al. And um, <laughs> so one more. You got one more. It'll probably have to be a Sade album again. Oh, so your Sade oh, album is serious. Yeah, Sade album or The Heat by Tony Braxton. Okay. I love that Is album that the too. Pharrell produced? I don't, I don't know um, who I produced think it, it is. but okay. the, but the heat is okay. that's like that's the one with like Spanish guitar on it and all that kind of stuff. I love okay. that album. Okay, so, I'm gonna yeah. give you another question because I love these questions. You know, and let me tell you why we're doing these questions. There was this part for this um podcast where I wanted to bring secrets out from people and I noticed that people under the microphone those secrets you know they they start to go mum when you start asking about secrets I said you know I'm not even going to push that we're going to let the um, audience start to send in their secrets that'll be a whole other thing but that's deep yeah five people for dinner they can be alive they can be now let me tell you I should do well at this question dinner party these are the kinds of questions that we ask pageant girls in interview um, so I they re- are. I, I you really, picked that up. I really need to not suck at this answer. You see where I was going um, with this. So you caught me. Yes, so we do. Plus, you're a good buzz. The, you right. play that buzz thing all the time. What is right. that? Those buzz quizzes? Oh my gosh, those buzz, the Buzzfeed. Buzzfeed. Oh okay, I'm, I'm let me just tell you. I did one. I'm addicted. Okay, let me tell you which one I did, and let me tell you it was accurate as hell. The one. When did you? I can't even. You know what? I should save this for after the show, but I'm gonna go for it. Two of them I did. Um your spirit animal which i thought was very accurate when did you lose your virginity those i i, I couldn't believe i don't know what algorithm they use for those questions okay. yeah but they were I, I mean who knows that kind of stuff like your spirit animal uh, but who can tell you yeah, and I, your, I, could, I could die without knowing that quite well i'm frankly. not gonna about, i'm, I'm my, not gonna give about you the myself answer. oh no but. no wait, what your spirit animal yeah I'm okay not interested. i'm gonna um, um, you're always feeling but, funny here but okay but um so what's the, what's the question on the, the floor now the question on the floor is you have the ultimate dinner party you have five guests and the only reason why we, you get five is because you make the sixth person we want to okay. keep it even okay. and you get to they can be alive or deceased and okay. it can be anyone now we are doing a podcast so it, right. it's helpful to name people that 
the audience might yeah. be familiar with, but and, you don't have to. And see, this is kind of like the same thing we tell the pageant girl, sweetie. We don't learn anything about your thought process from what you had, from you wanting to have dinner with from, your mama, or with your, um, your grandmother so, who that yeah. you never met. Right, God exactly. Bless her soul. So, but if you need that, see, and I'm gonna, go I'm it. gonna go with, and there's a reason for this one because mm. it, because her, the premiere of this first guest new TV show is happening in like two months. Um, like two months from the date, my friend Faith Jenkins, who's um, I've heard of Faith Jenkins. Faith Jenkins is she the attorney an MSNBC or? legal okay. analyst, and she has a judge show. Now, understand, I can't stand judge shows, the Judge Judy stuff. But she's your friend, so we make friend, exceptions. So, so I'll be I'll be making an exception. We want her on the podcast. Can yeah, you work so that out? We could we could probably. You work see, that I put out. that right out Faith there, and Faith I put you strong. under pressure. So Faith is one. Okay. Um, the first lady, Michelle Obama, would be the other. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, you're thinking, and the first lady has a husband. She does, but yeah, <laughs> he's not. He's not going to be necessary. Oh, oops. Um, I'm kidding. Um, actually, Elijah Cummings. Really? Yeah, I like I like my congressman. Um, Wait, okay, yeah. I, this is going somewhere that I think yeah. speaks to you being vetted in a couple of years. Well, I don't know about all that. But I, I just, see that. I just, really, I just really respect, um, I just really respect his passion and I respect how much he loves his job too. I think okay. that that's, that's another thing that I think is just exciting. I, he's definitely, he's definitely among the people when you look at the folks in, in the universe who love what they do. Um, he's definitely someone who loves his job. Okay. So. So that so you've, be, we've got two. Well, so Michelle's not really a political, fi- but well, she no, is. Yeah, she's not really. She isn't isn't a political isn't figure. Either. So that's three folks: um, a judge, a first lady, and a right. Con- and, and okay, right, uh-huh. yeah, true. We, we do that? see where this is going. What office would you be that. running know, for? Right. We'll get that later. Um, Vanessa Williams. Okay, I, she's, okay, she's a neat of, lady. Okay, she's a neat lady. I've actually met her. Okay, um, so that was that was kind of fun. Okay, and. Um, so is that, were we at four? We're at four. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Um, the other one would have to be an artist. You know who You know who I would invite to be the fifth one? I don't know. Random. Um, Kanye West. Just because I just think he, you would, know be, what? he I, would be so insanely off the wall. Off the wall. That, um, OMG. And plus, I, I do actually like Kanye West. I mean, I like his music. I, I think. He's, you think he's, he's a little cray cray? I think he's a lot cray but okay. I think we all are a little okay. bit really so it's all good do but I mean I really do think that he would be I really just think he would be fascinating at this particular dinner, dinner party I, really I think he'd be quite interesting yeah, at this exactly. particular so, yeah. I, I think there it's you know I'm yeah. I'm gonna have to crash yeah, this party I just want to see yeah. how this how, all goes how down. it would play out yeah, yeah I would see how I wanted I'd want to yeah. see how this plays out yeah. once you so. threw Kanye in yeah, yeah. my my interest is peaked. Okay, yeah. so is he your? He's not your favorite artist. No, Sade he's not. He's okay, not but you just, you're my just, favorite I don't, I'm surprised Sade didn't get her invitation. Yeah. Um, I'm. I'm we, we could I'm just play. We could just play her music in the background. You just play her music. Yeah. You. You are a. T- you are. I'm not going to say a TV fanatic, but not a, you, not a TV you, fanatic. You do but watch I, a lot of TV and you I'm, make a lot of commentary. You are a fan, <laughs> from what I see. Of the have and the have nots. No, I'm not a fan. I'm just. You, I just, you do I just a lot of. I just think it's hilarious. It's like the best comedy on television. Isn't it a drama? Oh my God. Uh, it, it's probably intended to be, but it's a comedy. Trust me. Oh, you've got a lot of. Co- yeah, so what is it? Are you? 
Are you what? a Tyler? Is this is this you're you're a Tyler Perry fan? In I mean, this particular work, I, I respect is... Tyler Perry's accomplishments. I, as as okay. you know, as someone who has artistic aspirations, I definitely respect everything that he has done to create the an amazing empire, like, an amazing right, empire, an amazing okay. artistic empire. Um, but you're laughing at the half and the half. I'm laughing at the half in, the in a way that I don't I'm, know. I'm laughing at that. I don't think Tyler cares. I think if you're watching, oh, he's no, like, he's I'm like, sure do he what care. you got to do. Just, I'm sure just, he doesn't care. Just keep um, the numbers and, up. And it's all good. But, um, and you know, all, all art is mocked to some degree. Mm. Or, or there's a history of art being mocked. I'll say, I won't say all art is mocked, but there's a history of art being mocked. And, you know, there are certainly people who would not necessarily consider what he does to be art. I mean, that's certainly a different argument, but you know, I think it's artistic. Of course it is. Of course um, it is. So, um, I think the expectation yeah. that it has to be a certain kind of way yeah. is, is I, a yeah, bit and I, insane. I, I actually think that the expectation that it has to be a certain kind of way is a little. It's very limiting. Know, it is. Yeah, and, it's limiting. And it's fascinating that. because, of course, for you know my joking about it, you know, I, one of my good friends from high school. Um, made a comment last week um, about the fact that he and his wife love the show. They have date night every week. Oh. They, they cook like this huge dinner. He's usually got pictures of it on Facebook. And so, I mean, he's, you know, Tyler Perry's got an audience for that show. Oh, of course um, he does. A loyal it's a audience it's, for it's that the, show. It is the top rated show on the uh, yeah, own station. So yeah, which it, is another thing that blows my mind. But, um, but it's, it's fascinating, though, because, again, in the whole context of mocking it, um, it really is just fascinating that, you know, someone whom I consider to have some similar values to myself, you know, Tim and I went to high school together. So, you know, we're practically brothers as far as I'm concerned. And he loves and, the show. And, and he, he loves it. You, okay. And I'm kind of like, okay, I'm looking at it sideways. So what are you loving? What 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 are you loving? Because I, I see your big comments brother. all the time. Oh, you love <laughs> yeah. Big Brother. I love Big Brother. What, okay. Interesting psychological study. Um, love okay. It, love who's it, your, love who's it, love your winner? Who's I don't I don't again actually this another the, show I do the, not watch this guy Donnie can't... who's like the bearded guy he's like from Kentucky or somewhere he'll probably win he must be it I'm just gonna say this generally if I remember anything from the few times I have watched that show the biggest asshole is the one who wins is he the biggest yeah. asshole Donnie's actually nice and he's and, nice. and, and I think nice. he's do nice guys I, ever finish on those shows and well, win? He's, don't you have he's, to be he's a nice guy and he also and he's also got the competitive strength. Okay. To succeed in many of the challenges. But you said he's and nice. So he's playing a good social game. Okay. And, you know, the reality is you've got to be likable. Um, you know, just like you've got to be in, you know, good job interview. Or manipulative. A um, and, you know, he's likable. And, you know, a jury has to vote for him. And okay. so, you know, the people who um, end up winning, even if they're not necessarily liked, they are at least respected. I think that he'll be both. With respect to whomever ends up on Has the jury. Has anyone so won that win. way before? I, yeah, some, I thought, that, I thought you had to be manipulative and cutthroat. Some people have won. You know, you got to. Yeah, some people you, have won by being like. You got to fake these alliances. And yeah, the guy Jeff who won a couple of years ago, he was pretty likable. Okay. So, um, so yeah, uh, what else am I loving? Scandal. Everybody, everybody loves Scandal. House of Cards. House of um, Cards is fantastic. Kevin Spacey is your favorite actor. Kevin I know Spacey that. Kevin Spacey is my favorite actor. Kevin Spacey absolutely. is a phenomenal actor. Yeah, so, binge, yeah. binge watched the two seasons of House of Cards on DVD. Okay. So love that. Your favorite color is? Orange. Okay. So please tell me you have been watching Orange is the New Black. Okay, I have I'm going to have to just end I'm, this podcast I'm, on a really negative note. No, it's all good. Note. I'm... I'm what? I'm excited to see it, but I have not. I don't have a Netflix password. I saw House of Cards on DVD. 
Okay. So I don't have you know I don't have a Netflix you account in the whole deal. Okay, so. see you you just so we'll, yeah, we'll, blown part of we'll work, my excitement we'll of having that. you here, Orange, we'll and I was gonna that. segue into the whole yeah, Orange is the yeah. New Black, which is a show that I I told you off yeah. off the mic that right. I sat for two days and watched okay. two yeah. seasons. I'm looking forward to twelve I mean, hours of my life, yeah, two days. A friend of mine of, in, in um, of Atlanta that. is is like going through it now and and keeps telling me oh my gosh you're gonna love this show you're going to love the show okay so okay so i want to get in touch with you because i want you to groom me how do i get in touch with you Get in touch with me. I want to get in touch with you. Wait a minute. First oh, of all, can I be well, a pageant girl? Don't, can you, I ha- don't can you have I my phone? Up? You're good. Absolutely. Can I wait? I'm, absolutely. You're just saying that because you're no, I mean, the mic. Absolutely. And again, okay. keep in mind the whole, you know, pageants are, pageants exist for women of all ages, sizes, ethnicities. Oh, wait. Did you see how he um, threw that in there? What? Mm-hmm. No, I mean, if they do. Mm-hmm. So I mean, when you said, "Can I be a pageant girl?" You said it as though I'm not, I'm not young enough. I'm not whatever yeah, you enough. Yeah, because gotta be like twenty and no, a size no, two. No, that's not true. Neither one of those I am. That pageant's for married women. So I don't. I want to be Miss America. Okay. Well, yeah. Unfortunately, the ship has sailed. For <laughs> <now>. uh, <laughs> so you, see that you lack can, of diversity. You could be, be Miss or Miss something, <laughs> but it won't be Miss America in <laughs> this life. <laughs> Come back, and perhaps it, we might be able to work Ms. that out universe, for you. Miss Universe, Miss Universe, <laughs> not in this life. You have, you have, as we say, aged out. <laughs> what is the top age for that? It's like thirty, um, isn't it? For for Miss um, Universe organization, it's like thirty. It's like twenty-seven. Oh, what? Um, like generally, generally to be safely eligible, oh, such, you need to be you need to be um, such twenty-six. No, in those, twenty-six. Oh my God, Ms. I'm America, not even gonna go there. Miss America's age range is 17 to 24 um, but keep in mind miss america they, so they want you young and dumb so they want you young and dumb see miss america's <laughs> ideal um you know winner is an under an undergrad oh that's right so, an undergrad so never married you know, so no kids yeah, never married no kids never been pregnant and, how do they even check that but i'm not even yeah, you know yeah, but yeah, i, I yeah. but that is in the rules that right, is, it is yeah it is okay see i want people indeed. to know yeah, it is mm-hmm. but okay. um so yeah, but I mean, you've got my you've got my phone number. No, no, no. I, I for for the people listening. Oh, I'm a pageant. I'm a girl who is the right age. Right. There and I want to and I want to be Miss Universe. Well, so I want to be Miss America. Yeah, my how, um, how would one contact you? Yeah, my email address is K E V M O H O. My first three letters of my first name, last first four of my last name, and at gmail dot com. And one um, more time, because there's a K- slow girl who didn't get a pen. K E V M O H O at gmail.com okay and right now in terms of my official pageant affiliation the young women who would be most interested who live in the district of columbia and okay. would be most interested in representing dc at miss usa or miss teen usa um would be the ones who i would be most excited to hear from because they'd be able to participate in our 2015 pageant and that's not a conflict Hmm? And that's not a conflict. No, it's not a conflict because okay. that's, that's the organization that I officially okay. um, am, am proud to represent. My my good friend mm-hmm. Carla Crawford leads it, um, and I am proud to we'll be on Carla's to. team. Okay, and so um, she does. A, she has a. But I'm from Kentucky. I'm still going to call you, and that's. Oh okay. yeah, you can still call me. And you know, I'm going to. The, the great you, thing is when you've been in and around pageants as long as I have, you know people all over the country. I've judged with you people do. all over the country and the, the whole gr- deal. You so. are the. You so know, I said that jokingly, but you are the guru. You yeah, are the pageant daddy, and that's why I brought you yeah, here today. And you know, so I want folks to know. And, and I can I can let folks know which ones are you know, which ones are probably most likely to afford 
the experience that they seek. So. You ever had a girl so that you good. were like, honey, I can't do nothing for you. I just can't. You are, besides aging out, I just can't help. You You just need to do something else. Well, I will Have say I don't, I don't necessarily think that there's anyone who is like pageant hopeless. Oh, there's, there's, um, and, there's and when I say that, okay. and when I say, no, I really don't because I think that um, there are pageant competitions that exist for pretty much everybody. Um, my my seventy seven year old mother could do a pageant if she wanted. There there's a there is a we, there is I have a friend who, we know, we who know, runs we, a pageant. We're not talking about them, right. those. We, mm, but, but no, I'm we, saying, we miss America and miss you. But yeah, yeah but we, I mean, we don't I'm, go for it. We, just, we pushing these girls to the you know. But I'm just saying yeah, that they, they exist for all women, and you know I think that even if you are not necessarily if you don't necessarily perceive yourself to be the size that a pageant winner would be, or if you don't necessarily consider yourself to have, you've got natural hair and you've never seen a a young woman with natural hair. I've not seen that, Kevin. Well, you know, it exists. It happens. I want to see it in Miss America and Miss Universe. So then I'll be happy. And I'm not not the champion for pageants, but I do respect what you do. And I think you do a really good job. I appreciate that. And I'm glad you came in to talk today. Because, you know, my whole premise is everyone has a story. I know it's kind of crazy, and I'm curious. And okay. look, we got part of your story today. I want you back with that book. Do we have okay. a book title? We can't tell the book. We title. do not have a book title yet because that okay. was that was one of the things that the publisher sort of hated. So oh, hated the title. Oh, yeah, okay. So. That's another four months of negotiation. Yeah, I'm just going to tell yeah, you that right now. We're, we're, we're praying on that. I told you, just pray. I'll do a lot of just, praying because I want you to. You know, I think you were being really. Um, really careful tonight but I, I, I like yes you were Why so, so tell so tell us what you're running for because all those oh, answers, for office yeah that office oh, is coming are you gonna, no, you gonna i'm not running for anything i'm running two for two years running for the two hills years. No, two I'm years not, I'm not okay you office. i'm gonna say it right here just like you predicted the what's his name Devin. you said Devin for big uh-huh. brother i'm predicting oh, you mean donnie years. donnie yeah. oh donnie yeah, donnie no. okay donnie for the win yeah Devin's two years i'm sorry oh yeah okay so okay so two I'm, I'm two years. Yeah, yeah two years. You already started the vetting process. You already oh. have the dinner invitations out. Okay. You got the judge friend who you who you're so. gonna get on the podcast. Right, yeah. So we we'll will make that happen. Make that happen. Okay. Mm-hmm. I appreciate yeah. you coming in. All right. Likewise. I, I enjoy. Appreci- I appreciate you inviting me. This is kind of cool. Yeah. I, I have of fun. Of course. I have fun too. Right. So, everyone, thank you for tuning in this morning, this evening, or this night i don't know what time you're listening that's the great thing about podcasts. you can, you can uh, listen to me anytime and more than one time and i am now um in case you didn't know uh this show is now on soundcloud we have our own page now so everybody loves bliss on soundcloud and we are still going to post are we not al on youtube on the working class channel We're, we'll be there um We'll be back. He's looking very strangely. I was say, it's, I mean, that's it's, a, it's that's so, an it's so fun. It's so fun to watch the two of them I, <laughs> um, interacting. So for for those of you who um who can't see or listening and not watching, it's hilarious. It is hilarious. Yeah, so we're still on the working class page on YouTube. We'll be posting there too. But we are on SoundCloud. So Kevin, you're going to tell all your friends. I am, and actually, I, I you know, if you that. send me the link, you know, hey, I'll, of course, I'll share it, so. what? It's all good. Yes. It's all good. Okay, well, thank you for coming in. And good people, thank you so much for listening. This has been Everybody Loves List. Oh, and one last thing. Comments, questions, or confessions. 
I want you to send whatever you need to send to me because I had some interesting things come through the mail. So that mailbox is email box is everybody loves bliss at Gmail. And Kevin, you already gave yours. You want to mm-hmm. give it again? I did. Kev Moho, K E V M O H O at gmail.com. All you Kentucky girls, write that down and go ahead and get in Not, touch with why, why Kentucky? I don't know. Kentucky why seems Kentucky? like where you have a whole bunch of pageant girls. That okay. makes sense to me. Right. Okay. We'll go with that. All right. We're going to wrap it up because I can keep going all night. And Al's got the look. Thank you so much <laughs> for listening. This has been Everybody Loves Bliss.